In the following live session recording, Clint and Heather Whitlock, youth leaders at Mount Gilead Baptist Church in Griffin, Georgia, lead the session titled, Teamwork is Dream Work, Overcoming the Challenges of Bivocational and Volunteer Student Ministry. Let's be honest, there is no such thing as part-time ministry. In this session, the listener will hear about overcoming the challenges we face from week to week as part-timers and discuss ways that will allow us to be more effective in what God has called us to do. Let's join Clint and Heather now. Well, this is my first time doing this, so um, I'm excited about it and kind of a little nervous about it. I'm usually talking to youth, so now I'm talking to Mm -hmm. youth leaders and youth workers, and so it's a little different. But I'm thankful for this opportunity, and I'm thankful for, for each of y'all and what you do each week for our students and, and uh, your service. I know what you go through. Um, I know what weeks look like. And so hopefully this class, I know all of our challenges are going to be different. Some of them's going to be the same. Some of them's going to fall under an umbrella of the same thing. So that's kind of what I try to do with the, the uh, information we're going to get today. And I'm going to try to leave some time at the end where we can help each other. I think that's probably more valuable than, than me talking is what we can learn from one another. Um, so I'm going to have prayer for us before we get started, and then we'll, we'll get going on this and try to get through where we can have some time. So if you would, pray with me. Uh, Lord, just thank you for this time. Lord, I thank you for Georgia Baptist and for, for making this available for, for us, for the church, Lord, that we can come together and we can learn from one another, Lord. And I just thank you for each one that's in here, Lord their work each week, their service to you and to our students. And Lord, I pray that, that we'll learn today and we'll take things from, from here and, and put them to good use, Lord. And, uh, we pray for this time we have and the blessings upon it to each one. Uh, we ask this in your name. Amen. Amen. So if y'all got your cards filled out, y'all got a lot of challenges here. <laughs> All right, so... My wife's going to come in. She's going to do a little part here. She's going to kind of talk about it. I get to us. do the really easy part, you know, where good. I just talk about us. <laughs> you want me to take up there, thing? Yeah, that'd be good. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I'll just okay. put your donations in here. <laughs> 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 okay, so we've met most That's of you guys, but my husband's name is Clint, and I'm Heather Whitlock. Um, we've been married for 17 years. We have two children. Um, we have a 13-year-old um, boy, and we have an 8-year-old girl. And so our son has just entered youth ministry with us. So when we have question and answer time, if you have a kid in youth ministry with you, we would love to talk to you because we could have a breakout session on just your child in youth ministry. It has been different. Your answer. Yes. Um, we ha- are serving at Mount Gilead, which is in Pike County, or Griffin. It's like right on the border. Um, for the past 10 years, um, but we've been in youth ministry or children's ministry in some aspect for, what, 15 years? About 15, yeah. Um, and we just volunteered just because we had to fill in the gap, and um, then we loved it. And then God opened up doors and opportunities where we got to have our own youth ministry. Um, and this is our second church. But, of course, we do this bivocationally. Um, Clint is a diesel mechanic for... Um, Beck County Board of Education. And then I'm a dental assistant. So we both work full time and two kids and and a farm, goats and chickens and dogs, and yeah, because we needed more on our plate <laughs> <laughs> yeah. than our church children too. 
Um, but this is our passion working with kids. We have loved our youth kids. Um, some of them have gotten married. Um, we've seen them have children graduating, and it's, I mean, it's so rewarding. And um, this is our number one passion is being with the kids. So who has done youth ministry for like more than 15 years? Awesome. More than 20. I should have started with 20. Oh, oh wow. Okay, we're going to sit down. And you just... <laughs> so you've done 20? Right at 20. Right at 20. Okay. 15. Just you guys. 10? About 15 too. Yeah. Who's just starting out? Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's good. We're going to learn from each other today. Hopefully get something... Yes. Okay, so you took a note from That's us. Okay. Enough of us. Oh. Yeah, you can do it. There's your cards. He's going to kind of go through them a little bit and try to sort them and put the winner up top there. (laughs) All right. So, we've got to start somewhere. Um, There's fundamentals of ministry and youth ministry, and and, uh, we need to to look at those because... um, so, why are we in youth ministry? What reasons are we in youth ministry? And I left you a place there. You can That's yours to take. You can write notes. If you don't take notes, that's fine. Some people do. But for what reasons are we in youth ministry? Is that a question? It is a question. <laughs> <laughs> I have some stuff that I put down there. You asked about. about it. I'm sorry. Why are we in youth ministry? Two. Like to fulfill the Great Commission, like locally, mm-hmm. uh, with younger people. Okay. I feel. Um, go ahead. I feel like um, God is kind of calling me to help out in the church, and it just worked out that I got to um, do youth ministry. I teach Sunday school, and my Sunday school class actually asked me to do it. So, Great. I said, okay. That's right. The Lord asked me to ask you. <laughs> so, yeah. so to answer God's call, that he's, he's called you to this, uh, to make disciples, the Great Commission, uh, to to um, bring truth to our students in a world of lies. I mean, they hear a lot. They can get answers pretty quick mm-hmm. now with the Internet and things. Um, to help students navigate life, to be a, a role model, to be a, an influencer in their life, to, to fill in that gap. We have a lot of students that don't have maybe broken homes uh, or, or even a home that... that they don't have a good relationship with their parents. And so we can be that person for them. So, yeah, we have to look at why we're doing youth ministry. Um, I have some pros because we like to look at all the negatives, didn't we? But there's some really good things about being bivocational. Um, so we are on the front lines. We do many, I mean, we're, we're going out in the world just like they are. We don't live at the church like they might think. You know, the pastor, he's always at the church. He lives there. He don't know what I go through. But you guys do, because you're out there doing it too. Um, about this time last year, we have a program with my work where we 
can do like a mentorship for the mechanics and uh, so they'll take a, a, a senior out of high school and they can come and work at the shop and we can kind of teach them and show them things and so we had this student that come last year and and there's about eight, uh, nine mechanics and so they'll just get with one of the mechanics every day after school and whatever job they're doing and work so me and her were working one day and I just said too much but her but because um, I didn't talked about using her name or anything but um, we were talking and I was teaching her how to, how to do something and, and she said well that's just how I work you know and she started talking about the universe and just getting really crazy out there and that opened a door for me yeah. to say she was on the right path and so I began to witness to her and I would go back to church and I'd tell the youth and we'd pray about the student and I, I got kept on and kept on and I got to invite her well, she had been hurt in church. You know, she was real against it. I said, well, just come and try it out, and I'll leave you alone. Well, she came, fell in love with it, made some connections. Months passed, and I was able to baptize her, and the students got to see all this. They got to see, well, you're in here preaching to me every week, but you don't know what I go through. And so they got to see that. So our students get to connect with that. We're on the front lines with them. Awesome. She's doing really good now. She's in uh, airplane mechanics, making A's and B's. And she came by work last week just to pop in and say, hey. And, and she said, uh, you know, everybody else didn't think I could do this, but y'all did. And they still don't think I can do it. And she had a lot more confidence than when she left. So really proud of that. They see our sacrifice. <clears throat> Not so much the middle schoolers, <laughs> but as they get older in high school, they think, now, I don't have a lot of time. And here it is, you got a family, a job, and you're still coming out here to spend time with me? You must think something of me. So they see our love for them, our sacrifice. Um, and that builds a lot stronger relationships with our students. I had lunch, uh, breakfast two weeks ago with a student that's graduated out. He wanted to meet with me. I was like, oh, what's he want? He said he just missed, missed seeing me. So we're building relationships at last. We have greater freedom. We can say no, I don't have time, or we can tell them what we really think about it. Right? I'm a volunteer. <laughs> so we got freedom. Uh, we don't have to fear our job. Right? Uh, ministry can happen. Uh, that's a big one. We're, you're allowing a, a youth ministry to happen in your church where it might not be able to take place because you're giving them yourself um, to a church that can't, maybe can't afford the youth ministry. See, and you're allowing more ministry to take place in your church. You're allowing that what funds you do have or things you can you can do more, more can happen. Um, and more volunteer help. You can't do it on your own. And so you need help. And that allows the church to be the church. They're coming in along with you. I met some this morning that's that's partnering up, making a team, and that's what this class is about, teamwork and what that looks like and and what I can do there. So, helps you lead a little better too. You can see those gifts in people. I'm going to talk about that a little bit in the, in the volunteer. And anytime, look, this is kind of what I put together, but we can make this how we need to make it to, to accomplish what we need to. So, if there's an area that, hey, I want to talk some more about that, let's do it, okay? I may have it later, but we'll, we'll talk about it, okay? Um, 
the fundamentals in ministry. We have to go over this because this is in any ministry you're in. These are these are top things you have to go by. So number one is maintain a healthy walk with God. Um, the pastor just talked about it. John 15. That was one of my verses. The vine and the branches. Apart from Him, we can't do anything. We have to be connected to Him. Our personal walk with God, our relationship with God is going to spill into our ministry or overflow. It's going to be what comes out of that is how we operate, uh, how we minister to people. It's vital. Now, I'm busy. My day starts at 5.30 and sometimes ends at 11.30. And so, I don't, a lot of people preach that you get up and you go to this quiet place. I don't always get that. I don't always do that. I'll be honest with you. But I have Bibles at church, I mean at work, my toolbox. If I get a little break doing a job, I'll read scripture. But I spend time with God. I pray. I pray about my students, my family. I come, it's like an open line of communication. Sometimes it just doesn't end. But we need to have that. Um, so time spent, you need to, to do that. Figure out what that looks like in your life. And it'd be nice to go into the office and get my co- coffee and sit down at my desk and look at Wednesday's program and spend a little time with God, but we don't, we don't get that. And we want that and we see that. We're going to talk about looking at other ministries in a minute, but um, make time for God, whatever that fits in your schedule, just as long as you're doing it. Um, Colossians uh, 1.10-11, So as to walk in a manner worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to Him, bearing fruit in every good work, and increasing it in the knowledge of God, being strengthened with all power according to His glorious might for the endurance and patience and with joy. It's a verse that I thought of when I thought about that topic. Uh, number two, God has placed us to minister to students in a specific place at a specific time. Vision is really good. You have to have a vision of where you're going. But don't be so focused on that vision where you're going and miss the moment you're in. Okay, God has you had a specific place, a specific time to minister to specific students. Um, Flexibility is key a lot of times. Yeah, being able to change it up. Yeah, This ain't working. I planned all this out and it's not working. And you see, you can... See that kid, and something's going on. You gotta, you gotta change that. That's that moment, that opportunity you have. Um, and uh, come across this verse. It says uh, in Acts 17, "From one man he made all the nations, that they should inhabit the whole earth." And he marked out their appointed times in history, and the boundaries of their lands. And that's kind of where we're at in in our position, where we're at, the church we're at. Um, we grew up in the church we started in with, with students and with kids and Heather was doing like snacks and I was helping with the middle school boys playing baseball and and we had a great ministry and it moved us right into the youth ministry and we loved it. We loved all the students. There was things happening in the church that we didn't like but we fought through that because we felt we didn't want to fail. We didn't want to give up on them. And so we fought it or I did for a long time. She's she knew, but but I fought it. So I can't just leave them, you know. 
specific time and a specific place. And through all those events, he moved us to, to Mount Gilead, our current church. And, and what a blessing it's been, what a joy it is to be where God wants you to be. So if you're fighting things, if things are not working out, investigate that. See what God's trying to do, what he's saying to you, and, and listen to him. It took me way out of a comfort zone. To be in a church you grew up with, you knew everybody in the community, to a place you didn't know, and what he would do. So be willing to step out. Um, next thing, each of our ministries are different and should not be compared to others. We do that a lot, don't we? Well, I wish mine was like that. Or how can he do that, and why can't I do that? If God wanted it to look like theirs, they'd be there and you wouldn't be. Okay? Um, we're bivocational. We do other things. And those skills or those gifts or, or that your person fits into your ministry. Fits into it. So be you. God wants to be you. Whether it's however many students. I don't like seeing how many students you got. Because if you got one, that's enough. That's what you need. That's what He's called you to. So don't think about numbers. Think about people and lives and, and your purpose, what you're doing. <clears throat> think about Moses. Try to find some biblical characters. But a lot of our biblical characters were bivocational. Okay? Moses was a shepherd when he left Egypt, right? And so God called him to go and, and bring the Israelites out. Um. Kind of like he prepared him, you know, you want to shepherd these people now. Take them to water and take them to food and, and be their leader. Then Joshua comes after Moses. Could Joshua have went to Egypt and done what, what Moses did? Moses was the man for that job. Joshua led him from there to take land, to battles. So think about that. Um, who you are, God's called you to do, and use that. Um... Remember our main purpose. We talked about that kind of in the beginning with, with our question of why we're doing it. But our main purpose, you said to uh, fill the Great Commission, to love people, to love students. Okay? And I got a quote that, that I liked that I found a few years ago and I thought of it as I was doing this. Stephen Covey, as a teacher as well as a parent, I have found that the key to the 99 is the one particularly the one that is testing the patience and good humor of the many. We all have that kid in our group, or we will at some point. Um, it is the love and the discipline of that one student, that one child that communicates the love to the others. It's how you treat the one that reveals how you regard the 99, because everybody is ultimately the one. So, Remember our pur purpose is to love them, to preach the word, Timothy says, preach the word in season when it's popular and when it's not. That's our job is to bring the word of God to our students. That's priority. Um, and discipleship. Those relationships. And then Timothy says in Timothy 2, I love the book of Timothy. Second Timothy is Paul's writing to him. I'm leaving you with these things. You're taking my spot. We need to be doing that to our students. We need to be building leaders. We need to be building uh, people of the church to carry on for us. Because I hate that 
talk about when they get done with high school, they're gone. You know, we're going to talk about utilizing our students in a little bit, but that's what we're doing. We're building up the church today. You then, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus and the things you have heard me say in the presence of many witnesses and trust to reliable people who will be able to teach others also join with me in suffering like a good soldier of Jesus Christ it's tough it's ministry is tough and we're going to talk about burnout in a second but there's a lot of days I want to quit I could it'd be so much easier if I didn't do this right I'd have more time I could do what I want so next one there is no such thing as part-time ministry and I don't think that needs a lot of me talking about it. Y'all know that. It's, it's, you're th- constantly thinking about it. Whatever job you're at, wherever you're at. Um, it, and you can't do it part-time. If you're trying to do it part-time, it's not going to be very good. Not saying you can't, but it's not going to work out. Um, next one is, our family takes priority. All, all of you have kids or a wife or a husband. Maybe you don't, but one day you will, and if you do, you know, your kids and your family take priority. Because my kids, one is now in the youth group, but they've grown up in church and youth groups. I mean, they've been youth babies, and, and, but sometimes they can't go, and they don't know why. And so we have to explain to them what we do and why we do it. And we make up for that time that we spend with other kids because they get hurt. Well, you got plenty of time to go take them to Six Flags, right? What, when are we going? So remember, priority, your family is number one. In Deuteronomy 6, I'm going to go and read that. It's, it's our God-given priority is to raise our family. Okay. So, and then avoid burnout. It's the last one. These fundamentals, these things that we have to remember and keep in mind as we're doing this. How many has ever been born burnout? Just me? Yeah. Like once a week? Once or twice a week? Yeah. So what do we do there? Um, what, what do we do when we burn out? We have to take a break. I mean, we just have to let some things go. We have to learn to say no. The good thing about me and my wife do our youth ministry together. Um, sometimes we either one takes on more role, but I can be really done, and she can be really excited, and that helps because then she builds me back up, or it could be vice versa. And then we have to go back to these. What are we doing? What are we doing? So you need a partner. You need a good volunteer, somebody you can feed off of, can feed off of you. Um, get a hobby. You can go do other things besides work and work. I have a lot of them. Uh, is you laughing? Uh, I'm always doing this something. I keep honeybees. We got some animals. I like woodworking. I like the woodworking. Uh, like yeah, because it's usually building her something. So the bees, though. But it's a it's a way I can get my mind clear and just be enjoying myself. You need to do that. She picked up a hobby this summer at the beach. Reading. I never knew she was such a reader. She's probably read 200 books since June. And the kids can't stand it. The kids can't stand it. They want to come stand and 
talk to me, and I'll say, do you really need something the right is now? The best place to read. And they just started school, and I'm like, can't you be like your mom and read? I love the um, romance or either mystery. They have some really sweet Christian romance. Brooke St. James. Oh, she's so sweet. <laughs> but when we get to that point, we've been further than God intended us to be. He don't want you to be stressed out all the time and burn out. He wants to enjoy what you're doing. Um, he wants you to rely more on Him. I think we get burnt out because we're trying to do too much on our own. Um, I do that because my week's like Wednesday, Sunday, Sunday to Wednesday. And I'm trying to plan and, and do my lessons and it's overwhelming and the kids are in another room want to go fishing or play ball and I'm like, i got too much to do. i got to get this done. But it's in those moments when I step away and just say, God, I just need your help. And, he, and then I come back to it and it's like, he just fills me up. So we got to take a break. Okay? So, fundamentals. So, what are the challenges we face? She's writing some of them down. Alright, extracurricular sport, uh, support for students. Yeah, finding time to go to things they're doing. And we can't go to all of them. Some of them work out and some of them don't. Um, do what you can do. If you got the time and it's available, you can still support them. You can still ask them how it's going. Get their calendars. Maybe something happens where you can go. Um, the problem I run into there, that was actually mine. Um, my youth group, uh, we live in very rural, very rural <coughs> part of Georgia. Uh, and I have kids from four different schools in my youth group. And when I say four different schools, I mean 45 minutes apart in mm -hmm. four schools. Mm -hmm. So, like, our church is in Blakely, or we have a school in Blakely, our early county students, our county school. So, th those, those are easy because they're in town, I live in town. But I also have kids 45 minutes away that play sports and other, you know, school activities. So the problem that I've ran into with parents is, you know, well, you always go to so-and-so's games. Yeah, they're a mile up the road. Your kid plays in Egypt this weekend. You know, I, I can't take the weekend off to go to a travel ball tournament on the other side of the state. So uh, that's, I mean, that, that's kind of where I've kind of gotten, it's sad, but where I've kind of gotten in my ministry. I just had to quit going to any area because... Yeah, I run into that. You know, you always go to this kid, but you'll never go to this kid. And, and that's so what I was going to say. Yeah. Well. Yeah. yeah. If you can't, if that's a problem, then you would have to do what you did. Mm -hmm. you know, find some other ways to connect with We've done one per kid. Like, each yeah, kid, we, we pick one thing. We just do one thing, you mm -hmm. know, for that year or whatever. You're not going to all your games. Yeah, you we just do one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, it really works out good when you can get a bunch at one time. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Not not me mean you care for them, but they don't understand adulthood. So. Right. We had one that went to the playoffs for ba uh, baseball, and they won for their school champion or whatever. Yeah. And it, but it was down in Macon, yeah. and it was of course it was like six o'clock on a Thursday, and we're at work. Yeah. I mean, how am I gonna get to Fettville to Macon? I said, I mean, you know, but we wanted to be there, but. Okay, um, time, time, time. I knew that was number one. Having fun. And staying having, cool. That, I think those go together. Having fun and staying cool. Okay. I think that's, that's a really good one. In youth group? Yeah? Yeah. Well, I don't have a problem being cool, but 
<laughs> I had hair till Friday. I got a whole story about that if you want to know. But, um, stick with the barber you're used to. <laughs> if they cancel on you at last minute, just don't worry about don't it. Don't just stop it. Because they all can cut Having fun. So there's some, some sites I guess you could look at to kind of see what kids are in. Um, what's hip? I mean, it changes so often, like Fortnite and that's Minecraft. And, yeah. But I mean, yeah, you can be cool. You can have conversations with them. I study about it a little bit. Maybe find a student that you can talk with to kind of keep you up. We all got that one that we can go to and say, hey, what's this mean? And they're honest. They'll tell you. Um, hey, is that what you mean by cool? Is that what, or just being? Just staying current. Yeah. You know, yeah. knowing what, keeping up what's, what's going what's on. What's going to draw them? And you can relate your lessons to those things and pull out stuff from that. Um, balancing multiple jobs. It's like sometimes I feel like Superman. I go in the house, come out, go in the closet, mechanic, come out in the youth ministry. Yeah, that's it's tough, and it probably depends on a lot of your job, what your duties require of you. You kind of have to flip a switch sometimes. Yeah. Um, well, him being a mechanic, we have people with car problems, yeah, just like a revolving door. Yeah, I a lot of yeah. family. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that culture versus Bible, same kind of thing. You can uh, relate your lessons to those things. Um, you know, people hadn't changed a whole lot in the Bible. We're kind of shocked by what's going on, but when we really get to it, people's been people. So we can... Find, I mean, there's some stories in the Old Testament that bring out some of that. Um, I gave my youth a survey just to kind of see where they landed on different issues. But it don't, I mean, you'll be shocked that it's that divided. It's divided as our country is mm -hmm. with your students. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and some of them don't see the Bible. It's just an old book, you know. Especially a lot of your kids that only show up on Wednesday nights or, mm -hmm. or your youth night instead of. And cultural and things going on in the world, they see it every day as real to them. Yeah. And scripture might not be so real. Anytime I teach them like something's going on in our culture, I always I do it in three segments. I do what does the world say, what do you say, what does scripture say. That's right. Mm -hmm. That way, it's, you know, you, you look at what everybody else says. What's your feelings on it? And now let's look at what God tells us to. That's a good note there. Yeah. That's good. Staying spiritually fresh, uh, yeah, that would, I think that's in our walk with God. That's where that's going to come from. It's going to flow out of that. They're going to see you living it, and, and they're going to be like, man, why can't I? And hopefully that'll open up doors to, well, this thing. It won't say. I like people. You did people, didn't you? You wrote people. I think we did. Yeah. Yeah, that is, yeah, people. Y'all did a classic conclave, didn't you? No? no. Okay. Familiar. I've seen you somewhere, probably at another conference. We were at the last one in uh, Mabel White last year. Okay. Oh, okay. All right. Um, so, tips for some time management is what I have. And we're, we'll try to talk a little bit more on some of this. We have some time. I want you to maybe get some answers. But time is a big issue for all of us. I know <coughs> it is for me. I know it is for you. So how do we how do we use our time is important. 
Um, some of these things I'm going to talk about take feel like it take more effort, more time, but in the end, it's going to work better. It's not going to be so much on you. It's just things that I've found that help me. So hopefully some of it may, some of it may not. Hey, that ain't going to work in my church. And so you got to figure out ways to, to do things. So the first one is our youth council team that I have. And that's a really cool picture. I found it kind of works out kind of exactly what I was wanting to share with you. How many of y'all have a youth council team? So, okay. So that would be something I would try to do. That's going to help you tremendously because we can get kind of brain fogged on how we do something or we've always been doing it this way. This is the way I know how to do it. But when you bring in a group or a small team, you get a lot of ideas. You get a lot of brainstorming. And what I do is um, you want to pick these people. Okay, You don't want to get up Sunday morning and say, okay, they say I need you council team. Who wants to be on it? Now you need to pick your people, you need to pick your volunteers, which we'll talk about that. But there's people around your ministry right now that that are waiting on an invitation. Okay? And we're waiting on them to come say, Hey, can I help you? So um but I would say the kids minister or person working in the kids ministry would definitely be a person you'd want on your team. Um, different generations. You want to mix it up a little bit. And then, uh, you know, some maybe even some young people. Maybe you got a student that just come out of youth ministry. It'd be a good place for them to reconnect back into the youth ministry. But five to seven people. You don't want too many. You want enough to to get some thoughts out. What I do is I I plan a date. I give them plenty of time, um, a few weeks to say. And then if I get a bunch saying I can't do that, we will change it. But if you can get the majority of your team there, and most of them will make it, make it an effort to be there. But I kind of list the things that I want to talk about, the things that I know I'm going to be doing this year. Or you meet quarterly, meet twice a year, whatever works best for you. If you want to do it every three months, that's cool. And uh, kind of write down the things you're going to be doing in those next few months. Write them a little note. This one, where am I meeting? Hope you can make it. Put an envelope, give it to them. Once you pick your team. And then they can be already thinking about all these things. In every church that I've ever been to, you go in one of them closets, it's got these rolls of paper. Do y'all have them at your church? Yeah. <laughs> so we, what do we do with that? But just pull it out on the table, write them topics down. And then everybody, we can't all talk at the same time. But if, if you, they'll just sit around and just write their ideas down. Some of them just like drawing pictures. <laughs> but, but, you know, that helps too. But then you can take this home with you. And you can look that over. And, and uh, maybe have them put their name where they were sitting in case, hey, I want to come back and talk to you about it. That's a really good idea. That's something you can do. Give them what you want to do, what you want to talk about, what your plans are. Um, like we had a promotion night, we always, when our kids moving up to youth, we make a big deal out of it. That's a tough time for them to transition. Um, and whether it's two students or 15, do it. Celebrate their accomplishments. Um, kind of small groups, youth class, our summer trip. We planned the summer trip from um, that meeting. Yeah. The, the suggestion where we, we got there the is where we went. Um, student release procedures, kind of like after class, what are we doing? They're just running out in the parking lot, jumping in the back of somebody's truck. The parent needs to know, hey, once they leave youth, I don't know what they're doing. I'm not in the parking lot. 
So, you know, as your ministry grows, you need to think about things. If you only got a few, you can handle it. But as you get more students, and you may be there already, you feel overwhelmed with, I don't even know what I'm doing. I'm just trying to do a lesson on Wednesday. Um, Big Wednesday is what we called it. We're real creative, aren't we? But one Wednesday a month is kind of outreach for our students. You call it what? Big Wednesday. And it's just a fun night. We'll try to do up like a brochure that we'll hand them where they can hand out to their friends at school. Um, And, you know, it'll be water night or I think this... Color wars or whatever you're doing. They want to do kickball... Uh, water, water kickball. That's what they want to do this Yeah, but whatever. Make a big deal out of it. Maybe buy fifty hot dogs or something. Whatever. How big your group is, and make this <laughs> night big where they'll want to bring their friends. And then you know, every time a student comes, at least twice. If you can get them to come one big thing, they're kind of hey, I'm part of this group now. We all know that. If we can get them to see them come back a couple more times, these are really good ways to do that. So. Your problem is figuring out what you're going to do those nights. Mm-hmm. Which so is the youth council team purpose, is they yeah. help you brainstorm on new ideas. And a lot of those, they're going to be like, well, hey, I can do this. Mm-hmm. You know, awesome. I don't have to do that. So you get help. That's great. And I've had to learn that people don't do things the way I do. You got to let that go. It's okay. Let them do. Let them do ministry. Let them do what they want to do. Within reason, I mean, you gotta, you're the leader, but no, we can't tape them to the wall and throw darts at them. But, you know. You become the gutter guard. Sure. And let them, let them get in the lives of these kids because they need more than you. Okay? Communication is another big tip for our time management. People don't know what you're thinking, they don't know what you're doing. So you got several people in the church you need. You need to, first of all, you need to tell the parents because the kids don't go tell them nothing. No. Okay. We give them a sheet like the end of the month on our good months when we got time. We'll make up a newsletter. It kind of gives them, tells the parents kind of what you're doing. This is something that you can hand the parents in church or when they're picking them up. I don't even hand it to the kids. Yeah. I don't. Because we find them on the floors, right? No. Just find their parent in the sanctuary or, you know, when they're picking them up and I just give it to them because. We give these out. We take the time to do it, and then the parents will say, "I didn't know anything about that." And I say, "Well, I gave your kid a newsletter. Well, they never give it to me." So I was like, "Okay." And we also have a bulletin board on our youth hall going to the youth building, and we'll put a monthly care like maybe three months out, so you can write in. Definitely, we're doing this this day. These are hanging there. Permission slips are hanging there. I've got some permission slips. If you don't have one that you want to take and scan it, put your name on it. That's what I did. I stole it from Tennessee. So. We do a reminder. Yeah, remind is a good way. Yeah, use your it technology. kind of wipes it up. You know, it kind of, that's mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what my daughter's school's doing, and I just made an account for our students. I hadn't plugged it all in. But, but like anything, it doesn't totally work, right? Others, right. People are always going to say, well, I didn't know you were going to the Braves game. Yeah. I know the same people that say it every time. Uh, and you hate to call them out and say you say you didn't see that, but I see that you saw it at 1222. There you go. Right. Uh, and you're an IT guy, so you've got this. You got this. You can do yeah, email. Do multi, do multi-channel. You hit one button, it's like, right. it's gone. Okay. I'm not. I'm old school. I like paper and notebooks. Right. Calendars. That's yeah. what I use. And I, I put like the school calendars back here. So when I'm planning something, I know I got like three school districts. 
I can say, well, that ain't going to work good. And then just uh, my Sunday school's in here. And so I have this with me all the time, and I can just flip in it. It's easy for me. I don't like Google Calendar or nothing like that. So you do what works. Um, but be seen and be heard in your church. You want to get up there and give announcements. I know we don't like to, but they need to hear. Your church needs to hear what the youth are doing. They want to know. Yeah. And they're going to support you when they know what you're doing. So be loud. Be heard. Use your use your students. We'll talk about that in a minute. But let them get up there and give announcements. Mm -hmm. Hey, I don't feel like doing this. Will you do this? Can right. you do this? Right. I got to go do this. Can you do this? Well, what I got to do? When you sit, when they hear you, they support you. And every church has cheerleaders. Okay, you need to find your cheerleaders and those get it done people. I know mine. And I tell them this is what I need. And they say, I'll get it done. And they do. We grew, outgrew our van. We needed a bus. I said, we need a bus. He said, we'll get it done. And that church raised more than enough money to buy a 29-passenger bus. It's used, but it's nice. It is really nice. Yeah. yeah. They said, this is the need the church has. And they did it. And I was just blown away because this is a lot of money. Um, it can happen now. They'll say, well, my church is too small. God, don't don't look at it that way. Well, there's because there's always that one person. We've got this one little guy. I love him. He he will build anything. And so I said, I have a vision. We need a concession stand outside that we can serve food from and we can do kickball games and stuff like that. And um, he built me this wonderful concession stand outside. It did it by himself, pretty much. But he's retired, and he loved it. I mean, he yeah, didn't know I needed that. He had no he idea. Painted our youth room. Oh yeah. We remodeled a few years ago. He totally yeah. painted the whole thing. It it's looks, nice. Yeah, except for and the then the kids the poke sticks. holes in it. And, pool sticks. and I feel so bad, but uh, yeah, yeah. yeah they he did that to ours too on the roof. Yeah. I'm gonna talk about him again in a minute. Um, yeah, but mainly in the wall. Oh man. No, I'm on volunteers now. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm on communication. I'm going to volunteers now. So yeah, find your cheerleaders. Those people are gonna help you get it done, and your church has them. Trust me, yeah. they're there. You just, I like to close my eyes. Every Baptist church, everybody's sitting in the same place. And I'd go down that aisle when I need something. you got to get to know your church, but go down that aisle and think, that's the person that I need to go talk to. Mm -hmm. That's where volunteers. Um, <coughs> now, you need some guidelines on your volunteers. Cause, and I'm going to say this out of best way I can, but some people you don't want to spend the night with your kids. I mean, that's just the world we live in, and I know this person ain't going to work well for that. So I don't stand up in front of the church and say, I need a volunteer to spend the night with my youth, okay? You need some guidelines. You need people to use. You need to, um, there's a lot of safety things that, that you need to look at when you do that, but... Overall, volunteers, we need a lot of things. and We need somebody cooking us some cookies. Okay, We need somebody to cook for this event. There's a lot of stuff. So find your volunteers. Um, go Sunday school classes. Like during the Sunday school beginning. And say, can I just talk to y'all a minute? And you just go in your senior adult Sunday school class and just we tell them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. so, tell them about your students and what they need. I can give an announcement any given Sunday. I could go this Sunday and give an announcement about something we're doing. And before church is out, there's people coming up to me. Can I sponsor a child? What do you need me to cook? What do you need? There's people out there that want to be involved in your ministry. They're waiting on you to ask. Mm -hmm. 
like if you have a pool party and of course we had a family they volunteered their house because they had a nice pool or whatever but then ask the other lady that loves to cook cookies will you cook cookies for us i mean normally they'll say to us what can i do you know to but if they don't ask just if they don't tell you just ask because i think they really they love to be be oh, like yeah they love to feed us yeah and i eat gluten free because i have some medical <laughs> yeah. problems and these are like they always got some. i had banana pudding last time yeah, it's big, great. huge banana pudding. It was like this it was big. Good. Yeah. <laughs> I don't ever get that. <laughs> so it was hard to share that with all those kids. People want to love on your students. They okay. want to help you. This summer, she was talking about the guy that does the work in the church. Stroker's his name. He's got a cool name. It's Stroker. Cool. Yeah. Um, he's him and his wife really become involved in in the youth. They love them. You see them sending notes on Facebook and stuff. I bought senior citizen discount tickets to a water park. They spent all week with us in South Georgia. What I've never had senior adults go with us on a mission trip, other than the church-wide trip or something like that. So there's people out there don't uh, don't think you got to have the young guy. Um, we did a Valentine fundraiser for the youth. Didn't make any money. It was terrible. But we had a great time. We spent money on that, okay? We had the oldest couple in the church be a part of that. You know, it was the newlywed thing, or not so newlywed. They had a ball. She made cakes and had all her family there. We took pictures of them, but we had a good time. There was more going on than the fundraiser. Okay, so do church-wide things. That's going to bring out volunteers. Ask them. Just ask them. That's the main thing. Um... Let's see, my son had a school project, history project. We have a, a Vietnam War veteran. He was a door gunner in a, in a group that was only in Vietnam. And he, I took him over to his house. They spent about two and a half hours just talking. So that's relationships being built in the church. Know, know who you go to church with. Talk to them. You know, spend some time with them. Go out to lunch with them. Share your heart with your students with them. And you also need to get your students on board with that, okay? So your lessons need to talk about the church and the purpose of the church and the people that's over there in the church and where they fit in with y'all and have them see what you're trying to build relationships with them. Because if you just dump them all in the same room together, it's going to be kind of awkward. But if they know what's going on, what the, what you're supposed to be doing. Um, so yeah, they help um, and talk about Moses again. There was a time where everybody was coming, giving their problems, you know. And Moses got overwhelmed with that. And his father-in-law said, you need to entrust this to some other men that can help you. Those are your volunteers. Because we're taking on more than we can handle. We need, we need help. So, remember that. Utilizing your students. And I love this. I love to give my students some jobs. They need to be just as much part of the church as you are. And so we have students. Most every Sunday our youth are taking up offering. Our boys are up out there. They're on the calendars. They're doing that. I have some that do music. that help out. They sing specials sometimes. Um, maybe go. Maybe I don't. I can't play nothing. Maybe a radio. But go to your music minister. Say, look, i got these kids. They sing in school. Can you help me bridge that? get them involved. And, and they want that. They want much support of it. They, they want money as an acquirer they can get, 
but or if your praise band, whatever. So get them jobs. Um, serving outside the youth ministry. Um, many hands make light work. I'm not a big. You see my notebook, my trigger reminder. I don't do. I do have a Facebook account, but <coughs> you, you're probably good at it. I'm not. So utilize them. They know all about technology. My son, he's 13, and I'm getting him to help me all the time. I was amazing that I made this PowerPoint. <laughs> and it's because it's so easy. But use that. How many is doing video stuff? That's like one of my things I want to do better. I mean, have them make videos. And so we've been doing that. Yeah, This is our kickball. This was within the church. It was parents against youth. And the youth made this video. This is actually the pastor's daughter. Uh -huh. She just graduated. But that's that's my our son. son. Play that on Sunday morning. They Church loved it. Loves it. Oh, they loved it. And we yeah. didn't do anything. Oh, cool, right? She put my name on it. I didn't do anything. We, I I mean, we set this up. We had the national anthem. We had the teams run out. We made shirts. We had chairs and tents set up for everybody. A concession. And it was kind of a fundraiser. Again, we didn't make a lot of money. <laughs> we, we had, had a lot great of time. We had a seventh inning stretch and got them all out there. I mean, it was it was good. Yeah. Who do you think won? Kids or adults? The adults. That's right. Yeah. They did. They didn't want me to they play didn't on the YouTube. And I made I made a trophy. I painted it gold. <laughs> we had the big ceremony. But it was just a good time of fellowship yeah. in the church. Yeah. And people made connections. That's what it's about. Yeah. We did this is our Valentine's. Y'all wanna see it or you want me to go yeah. on? Yeah, no. So this we is our Valentine. Uh, this is our And the kids too, make right? these videos. They they're good at this. Y'all yeah. can get their help. My son's a starring actor in this one. Yeah. I have to turn it up. I don't want to turn it
utilize your students. Put them to work. Yeah. Um, maybe, I don't know what yours looks like. Yours may not look like mine. We got a little kitchen in our youth room, and we buy snacks, and I have a couple girls, they oversee it. They keep up with the money. They collect they count that it. money, too. Now, I usually More go out and I buy the stuff, but it, it almost does <laughs> itself. You may have to put a little money into it. I budgeted a little bit to put in there to get it started, but keep them food in there. Like Sunday mornings, they you know they just woke up, so I buy like breakfast, the stuff they stick in the microwave. But it's, it's theirs, you know. Right. And and I say if y'all want more, then you got to drop some change in the bucket. So they they're really good about that. Um, so I let them oversee that. Um, maybe you need somebody help leading up prayer time while you're doing something else. Maybe you got this kid that can help you get your videos up while you're trying to get the class in order. Um, we use Right Now Media. It's got a lot of biblical video stuff. And our, our students are about technology and videos. They'll sit and watch a video before they sit and listen to me for 15 minutes. So I, I mix it up. Some days I'll go in there when I've had a good week and had time to really plan and, and do my thing. I'll go in there and have a little devotion or mini-sermon, whatever you want to call it. Or we'll watch a little video series or have a student lead you got students in there right now that's maybe feeling called to ministry. Embrace yeah. that. Help them prepare a lesson. Let them take, take control of that. Use your students. They want a job. They want to be needed. And they want to take and make something there. So use them. Maybe it's building PowerPoints for your lesson. <laughs> Give them the paperwork. Say, I need something for this. Um, and then set priorities for yourself. Kind of talked about that a little bit. Your family, your work, your ministry, you. Weeks are different. What have, what have I got to get done? What can I let go? If not, we're going to face that burnout. Um, I told you my, my week's Wednesday, Sunday, Sunday to Wednesday. Most of y'all is probably the same. In your mind, you're changing gears from Sunday school to Wednesday night. But my week, I'll start like Sunday. Wednesday, after Wednesday, I'll read my scripture for Sunday. And I'll meditate on that scripture. I'll read it two or three times during the day, through the week. Usually Saturday mornings, I try to get up and do my Sunday school. Sometimes you can't on Saturday. So you got to kind of decide, this is what my week looks like. This is what i got to do. If you wait till Saturday night, that's what you're going to get. So you got to be thinking, but you got to prioritize that. So... And then the last slide is to remember to keep your ministry balanced. We can do a lot of stuff and have a lot of fun and not be doing what we're supposed to be doing. Discipleship, fellowship, missions, Bible study, and outreach. I kind of, we, we kind of try to build our calendar around those things and we want equal amounts of those. Or maybe a little bit more of some than the other. But you don't want just one thing. If you just have Bible study, they might not come. If you just have fellowship, they're going to come and they're not getting nothing out of it. And if we're not building relationships with them and teaching them how to take the church outside those walls, that's what we're there for. And, and each of our groups look different. Our kids are different, different areas. We're kind of country type out of the city a little bit, and you can short drive to the city, but you may be inner city. And so you got to, how am I going to do this? 
but keep those in mind. You want to balance it out. So, what time is this over? Okay, so we got about 20 minutes. Okay. Um, we can talk about some more topics. I wanted to leave time for that because I think it's important for us to learn from each other. Okay. Yeah, you got one? No, I was. We went to mission service here with the youth group for oh, for, for yeah. summer, yeah. and I just was wanting us to kick it, kick it, the ball about mm -hmm. like where you went and whatnot, and okay. was it good or what was so kind of what you do for the summer? Yes, to help me selfishly, you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. We just wanted to know some other things that we you didn't may have. go this year. Uh, this is the one year that some reason we didn't go to mission service, but they have. We've been to yeah. Birmingham and Huntsville and. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We we really enjoyed it, and right off the bat, we didn't think we were going to enjoy it because like it, it involves doing roofs <laughs> and painting yeah. houses. But to us, it was the best one we did. And I don't work for Mission Service. I was just saying that I was yeah, shocked right. at how much yeah. I did. We did enjoy it, and, <clears throat> and how, how well we did. Yeah. Mm -hmm. A lot of you go to Centrifuge and stuff like that, and Super Wow and that. We went there super well. So I'm a full-time college student. Cool. I actually graduate in May. Yeah. Um, and so this was my first like kind of summer coming into it as a youth intern, that kind of thing. Um, and I don't know if you've met Kimberly, but she's been out here at this table. I just saw her on the way yeah. in. She's fabulous. Yeah. I sent her five different housing forms because yeah. like we just kept adding kids and kept adding kids. Um, and so it was great, and they were very helpful. And then our kids were like, "We gotta go, we gotta go, like we can't miss it." And so they were really pumped about it, which got the leaders pumped about it. About super well. Yeah. Uh -huh. um, and so we went into Coa in July, and it was fabulous. We had like worship together. We had family groups. We were able to sit down with our groups, huh. break down the lessons that we had had. They had breakout sessions. It's very similar to how this is laid out. Yes. Um, and then on Wednesday, we actually did a missions project. So we went to the assisted living, and we, um, it's like pouring down rain, like uh, torrential downpour, storms, right. that kind of thing. None of our kids knew it rained. They were in the hymnals, and some of them were like, we've never sang out of the hymnal before. But they had that hymnal, and they were singing with all these like elderly people, and they had a blast. Right. Um, and they're already asking, hey, what week are we going next year? So I would highly encourage utilizing uh, like Mike Riggs and Ricky Smith, which are the guys with Superwell. Uh, they can answer all your questions. Um, but Superwell is definitely like on the top of our list. Yeah. Okay. Lovely. Thank you. I usually do mission trip for the summer. What um, do you mean? You you run it? it? Yeah. We we uh, we hadn't been to the camp or to Fuge or anything. Uh Just for money. Yes. And so we'll go, like this summer we went to Brunswick and stayed there, their association, and we did Bible school, and we did some uh, construction stuff. Yeah. But yeah, I take them to work. Mm -hmm. and I like that. Yeah. I like Because right. I'm good with my hands and working on things, so that's what I can do. You may, may not be, so you may want to choose something else. But I try to instill my right. outside things to, to that. Sometimes I'll split that week up. We did one year, we went to Helen and we got a nice place on the river. We had our own river and we tubed. And, but the first half of the week, we did mission projects. So, yeah. Well, I had that thought because the mission serve thing is actually bringing the kids to whether it be Tennessee or Kentucky or wherever you yeah. bring them. Mm -hmm. And you're doing that work for people in that community. Mm -hmm. But I was thinking to myself, 
we we should be doing that maybe in our own community because okay. if any community needs it, the community we serve in needs it, yeah. and there's people there to help. So, but yeah, we, we could make like a little mission serve in our own. <laughs> One summer I did like uh, half a week at our own church. Uh, I just yeah. don't want to, uh, yeah. like you said before, I don't want to say okay, we're going to have a working summer camp this year and interest not be right. very high because interest right. did go down for this versus. Centrifuge in Panama City. You tell mm -hmm. them they're going to Panama City. You'll have people come with right. their friends. They'll yes. all want to come. Oh, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. But if you tell them they're going to re-roof a house, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, like you said, you got to be so very. You could tactical. split that up. Yeah. And say we're doing this and we're doing this. Yeah. It worked out really well. Though. I mean, that mission service. Like I said, I don't work for them, but I tell you, it was very nice. It was good. good. Well, and that's where a, a camp. So like you talked about a centrifuge uh -huh. you know they've got an infuge is the other side of centrifuge right and a lot of camps now they do it where you can go to both mm -hmm. um, so if you have a middle school group and a high school group middle school could go to centrifuge yeah high school does mission fuge or infuge yeah uh, and infuge is split up where uh, you'd go out everybody does everything together in the morning you know your morning worship time and and then when centrifuge goes to Bible study and recreation Infuge heads out to do mission projects all around the city that you're in, and so it's split up between uh, recreational ministries, social ministries, um, children's ministries, and games and rec, mm -hmm. and painting, construction, yard work. And so there's something in your, within your group you're going to hit one of those things that people are passionate about. Right. Uh, and so uh, I think that's a, it's a nice balance. And then when everybody comes back in the afternoon. Mm -hmm. Uh, you can. You all have free time together. Uh, you eat meals together. Right. You're, uh, you know, you're back as one group. You worship together. Do the nighttime uh, fellowship. So, uh, and they're kind of spread out everywhere. Mm -hmm. uh, whether it's Charleston, Greenville, um, where else? And I was gonna say, don't be predictable in what you're doing every yeah. summer. That's, I mean, mm -hmm. even if you go to the same thing, go to a different place. Right. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. That's what we when the kids think they know what's going to happen because mm -hmm. they've done it before, that's mm -hmm. where you get, because we've done several, right. and I try to, the one time we did the same thing, it didn't work, like, you got to change it up every single time, mm -hmm. so they don't know what well, When we told them about Mission Serve, they were bummed out. I mean, they were like... Our kids love it. I mean, they, they did when they went, yeah, yeah. but when, when we announced it, they you weren't very happy yeah. at all, you know what I mean? They'd been to the beach the year before. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We've think, always made them work. I think diversity, <laughs> just done I think diversity because what, you know, you've got seven years uh, with these students, and so you want to try to introduce them to as much that's right. opportunities as you can, whether that's a camp experience, whether it's a mission experience, and so mm -hmm. I always tried to do... One summer we're going to have a camp experience straight up. You, you know, you're going to go. It's more in reach or outreach, where they can invite their friends that are not believers or whatever. You know, then the next summer, okay, we're going to do a camp experience, but has a mission element to it. So maybe right. infuse some of that, and then do a domestic mission trip, and then try international because each step of that, you're going to give them something different that they can kind of put in their mm -hmm. in their bag of tools. Mm -hmm. uh, and so, trying to figure out, you know, obviously. The international trip that takes a lot of money, a lot mm -hmm. of planning, uh, and a lot of fundraisers, mm -hmm. which, you know, 
Y'all aren't very good at fundraisers. The best fundraiser? The yard sale. We did a yard sale. Oh, yeah. It's a lot of work. We've done an auction. No yard sale. That's right. We didn't think the yard sale was going to do anything. I was bummed. I didn't want to do it. I kept thinking, oh, yard sale. We're going to have to And it was. And you know what, though? It was more than just a yard sale. Because people in the community came, right. it was yes. it turned into yeah. an outreach. We, gave we got to pray with people. Yeah, we did. Kids give them would just take these toys. Yeah, know. but and so. our church members came, but not like the people in the community came. And we had to do it inside because it was supposed to rain. Which was and great. I thought this is going to be terrible. Nobody's going to see us. They're not going to know we're even in here, and we have all this stuff. We're going to be boxing all this stuff up. And, like, you know, like, I was like this. Sent the right. youth out to the road with their flip signs. Yeah. Yep. And people just kept coming. Do you ever do a, um, a cake auction? Stuff. What's that? Do you ever do a cake auction? We haven't. We have no, we haven't but auctioned anything. But I heard that the Absolutely good. Our excellent. school had done one. Yeah, excellent. people paid crazy amounts for cakes. Oh, $600 mm-hmm. a cake? Well, yeah. especially if you can yeah. get yeah. if you can get somebody behind the cake, like you've got oh, yeah. this lady yeah, that makes amazing cookies Yeah, we've got one lady, Miss Laurel. She makes the best pound cake. Like our, her pound cake. <laughs> our church secretary makes the best banana pudding I've ever had. I mean, right. she puts... <laughs> She puts 12 boxes of vanilla wafers in there. <laughs> but anyway, we had an auction for our mission, international missions, and she made one of those, and it went for like $300. Yeah. We, we made like 10 grand in 30 minutes. Wow, on cakes? Yeah. Well, we had, it was wow. embarrassing because I had to actually buy some, and, and it was going back and forth, and it was getting higher and higher, and I was like, oh my goodness, it's terrible. But that's so what I'm you like, want. <laughs> yeah. right. But not that's for yourself. Exactly what you <laughs> and then my wife said when we got home, she said, you spent all that money on that cake, and we don't even like that cake. It's the wrong one. See, people don't care what they're buying, they're supporting, yeah. right? So. Right. But no, we, it was, it was, yeah. very, it was, it was really a good thing to do was that cake auction. That's the worst. That's the hardest thing for us is to come up with ways to raise the money to get to take the kids to camp. Yeah, right. If you want that. the cost to be low right. for them. Yeah. And it's like, you know, we can't do this this one anymore for, you know, a silly reason. So we have to come up with something else. And we worked and worked and worked and nothing. We, we It was like a week before camp before we finally had enough. You know what I mean? Right. So it's like, how do you come up with these fundraisers? Like, what's, what right. can we do? We, uh, I rely on my parents for the simple reason they're the ones that have to come up with the money. So uh, what I do is sit down with my parents. Uh, this year our kids went to Go Tail. Uh, was our summer camp this year. Um, How was that? It was kind of re- reinforcing. Uh, last year we went to Beach Street, which I led, and it was more laid back. We really didn't have a set schedule. It's kind of depending on the weather, depending on when we can get in the ocean uh-huh. or when we can get in the Gulf. Um, so it was more like a bonding trip. Yes. Um, the next year, this past year, was Go Tail, um, which was phenomenal. Uh, my pastor, my current pastor, was a youth minister for 11 years before he became a, a lead pastor. And he said that is the only thing that he ever recommends doing every single year is going to Go Tail. Because um, it's just such an evangelism-driven conference uh, camp for the kids. Um, and then 2020, our summer vision is a mission trip. So that's kind of, you know, talking about stagnant. That way my kids... That way they at least twice get to hang out, bond, go to a camp, mm-hmm. and a mission ship at least twice in seven right. years. Mm-hmm. Um, but the fundraiser thing, what I do with my parents is, like for us, it was going to cost us right at 400 bucks a kid to go to Go Tail. Um, I several of my parents in my youth group have like three kids in youth. Mm-hmm. So they're looking at coming off a lot of money to pay for their kids. Right. Mm-hmm. So when I got down, I was like, look, guys, I was like, my suggestion for a fundraiser is we need to do a meal for, you know, 
we'll cook, we'll serve, we'll sell at the fire department. Church, and Butts too, good. Church, mm -hmm. church Bible, we'll do a meal. All right, after that, whatever's left over, I need y'all to tell me what y'all want to do to raise money because if it's, if it's something that I push and we don't raise a lot of money, parents are ticked at me because the fundraiser didn't go well. And plus, that's a lot of planning. That's a lot of overhead, too, trying to figure out what to do, how to do it, volunteers, and a flow. But we actually, this year, I had a parent like, let's just do a car wash. And I'm thinking, a car wash? Yeah, we did. He's like, not really. He's like, let's just you yeah, know, you we'll stand do. out by the road, uh, the auto parts store, we'll donate the soap and bucket and everything. Like, we do it for our softball team all the time. I never would dream of a car wash. Make a quick Raise brand. 800 bucks yeah. in two hours. Yeah. yeah. Washing wow. cars. And uh, we might have washed 15 cars in two hours. Right. I mean, it wasn't like we, I mean, so I, I go back to my parents. Like, hey, y'all the ones got to come with 400 bucks. Because I know when my uh -huh. kids hit youth, we're going to yeah. be raising some do money. You, do, <laughs> do you guys, are you in a situation where, and I've only been a Christian for four years, but um, traditionally in churches, has it been to where the church has actually covered the camp cost? Because uh, well, we, we got have, a lot of people that are just like, oh, yeah, I want to go to camp, but I'm not paying. Well, like, we have, <laughs> um, as far as our elderly crowd in our church, I would say 60 and up, Yeah. Um, calling that the elderly crowd. Uh, I used to think 40 was old, but not anymore. Uh, uh, 60 and up, as long as they see the face of our youth, as yeah. long as like it's the kids that are there on Sunday right. mornings, they're there on yeah. Sunday nights, and they're there on Wednesdays, they're toting the offering plate, um, they help on cleanup day. Those kids, because uh, they know, like, I have, like again, I have three families in my youth group that have three kids in youth. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So they're like, hey, I know this family's got to come up with 1200 bucks to send right. their kids to camp. I've had parents say, hey, can I sponsor one of their kids? Like, can mm -hmm. I just pay for one of their kids to go to camp? Right. So, but it's the kids that are always plugged in. So you've actually done yeah. something where you've brought the kids down to uh, Florida yourself, and you've you've done the camp yes. With, yes. with just your kids? That's right. That sounds great. Then. That's like right. That. Mm -hmm. uh, Laguna Beach Christian Resort. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're great. Yeah, and, uh, they're great. I mean, you What, what do you pay for anything. a child there? Uh, you have to get with them. Um, I can't really remember. It varies by the size of the group. Uh -huh. and it also varies. Uh, some facilities have kitchens. Yes. Some are just like barracks. I've seen rooms. it. It's past uh, so the place I mean, we stay at down there. Yeah. The year we actually went, the parents, the lower the cost, it was cheaper for us to not buy their meals. Yeah. Uh, so my parents actually volunteered to go on the trip and do all the cooking. Excellent. To save 200 bucks a kid on food. Yeah, Laguna Beach has a lot of different styles of rooms, yes. whether it's, like you said, the big barrack style or, uh, but that's what, growing up and when I was youth ministry, it was, we'd take our cook crew down there and everything, and it was relatively low cost. I mean, it was 150. Yeah, it was, compared to what we paid for Gotel, it was, yeah, it was less than, I mean, it was half of what they paid to get actual Gotel. Now that's helpful because, like what you said, I, I, I was sold on mission serve, and now I know not to go maybe again this year to do something else. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So also, also with the fundraising, what I've done in the past is, and back to what you said about kind of looking for people in your congregation, there are those people that do have a passion for youth ministry and and just have a passion for people to kind of get it. And so I always tell I always tell students, don't let money be the reason you don't go. Right. Yeah. We, say that. we will we will figure out a way. And part of that's budgeting money aside to do. Yeah. But also, if you've got the students that, man, I, I want to go. I, we just can't do it. You know, mom had surgery this year. I can get, I always had that one person or a couple people in my church I could go to and say, hey, I've got a student that really wants to go to camp. This could really be life-changing for them. 
can you sponsor them? And I said, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, you've always, there's, you, you just got those people yeah. we kind of got in your pocket that can go, yeah, I can do that. Absolutely. Right. So, but. Okay, we got about five minutes for lunch. Is there any one challenge we didn't cover that you <coughs> might want to, that's on your mind? Well, I just kind of adding to your point, and I'm in a little bit different situation. I'm full-time church staff, uh, but I'm family and discipleship, so I oversee our youth ministry and children's ministry, and both of them are bivocational, uh, which, as you said, we all know that bivocational means uh, full-time work for part-time pay. And um, and so I came to kind of looking for suggestions to help them out because they were not able to come because they had to work and stuff. Right. Uh, but one of the things... It falls under the category of work, uh, work smarter, not harder. Uh, there are a ton of resources out there now with people that just want to help student ministry. Uh, one of those is um, DYM, uh, Family Youth Ministry. Uh, Doug Fields, if you're familiar with that name, was out at Saddleback. Uh, he and his crew, and they have just a wealth of resources on his website. They've got youth ministers from all over the country that write Bible studies. It's series that they have done in their church. And so if you've hit one of those weeks where you've had a ton of stuff at work to do and and you're on Monday night or Tuesday afternoon, you're like, I don't, I don't know what I'm going to say Wednesday. You can download a talk or, or a series of talks and, and it's, you know, you need to make it your own. I mean, you still got to spend some time with it, but at least the outline's there some, and it, and it Kind of helps a lot. They've got videos on there. They've got training on there. If you want to train your leaders, uh, there's there's a ton of resources on that one. They've got uh, memberships that you can do, and uh, it's just if you don't have a, um, if you're not too young for Facebook, they got a um, page too. Yeah, and a lot of sometimes it gets kind download of crazy. Ministry. <laughs> but, uh, download some of those topics come up in discussion. DYM, I think it's DYM. Some of them are some of them are funny. Download you. Yeah. And then uh, and it looked like Georgia Baptist. They have a ministry. Uh, 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 trying to think of the name of it now. Um, page two. What is it? Uh, middle school ministry or something? Or is it high school? Don't know. Mike Ricks can tell you. I've seen post stuff on there. So, Mark yes. Rick. Mike. <laughs> Mark Rick is football. Or Rick Mike is what I call him sometimes. Either way, he answers. But he, you'll see. Um, so I hope y'all got something today. I hope. I think we've made some connections with one another. So we're about to go to lunch. So if there was somebody that said something, y'all eat lunch together. Swap some numbers. Connections. Y'all might can even team up and do some stuff if you're local with each other. That's a big help. Do D-Now together. Two or three churches around you. Uh, those are helps that you're just not leaving it all on you. Well, it's also so. a good retreat or summer camp idea. You know, a couple of churches get together. My you share the cost. always want to do that. Yeah. He can't get any of the other youth yeah. ministers. Well, Georgia Baptist, they'll come it. out and if you can get them all invited to the same church yeah. for dinner, he'll come out and talk to them. And y'all can make those connections. Mm-hmm. Mike yeah. came out and spoke at ours. I did that at ours. Mm-hmm. So, okay, I drew another back. card. All right, she's drew another Okay, Neil Lumpkin. Yes. Oh. Okay. <laughs> so, there you go, buddy. We want to give y'all something. That's Thank something you. good works too. And you, mm-hmm. They like oh, stuff. Like, yeah, so they like <coughs> yeah. challenge them however you need to. Um, well, thank y'all for being here. Thank you. Yeah. Uh,
give all of my number or anything, we'll talk more, we'll be here. And I'll close this in prayer real quick. And y'all have a great lunch and the rest of your conference goes well. Uh, Father, we just thank you for this time we had. Lord, I pray that you would go with these and Lord, you'd watch over them. Um, Lord, that you would be a presence in their life through this, this conference. Lord, that you just speak things to them. And Lord, that they would take something away, Lord, that would help minister to our students. And we ask this in your name. Amen. Amen. Amen.